The objectives of your activities need not be earth-shaking or fraught with psychological import. Sometimes the most effective programs are very simple and straightforward. These simple activities often involve connections with nature, like the simple sunset and moonrise activities that Roger designed. The power of these simple activities probably derives from a number of important factors that merit some discussion. I'd like to discuss mindfulness, awe, and the act of making special. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the act of being fully present in the moment and really paying attention to what you are experiencing in the present. When you are being mindful, you are managing what I call mental time travel. This is a mental discipline in which you train yourself to recognize when your mind is wandering off into a recollection of past events or is looking forward to the future. Too often when we time travel in this way, our minds gravitate towards negative mental states. We ruminate about things in the past that didn't go the way we wanted them to go, and our looks into the future are too often filled with anxiety and nervousness about what is to come and concerned about how we are going to cope with the unknown. So one benefit of mindfulness is that it grounds us in the present and frees us from the negative mental states of rumination on one hand or anxiety on the other. Physical exercise is a good way to escape from negative mental states for this very reason. The exertion needed to do aerobic exercise focuses the mind on the present. It has no time or energy to dwell on past failures or to anticipate future disasters. Being mindful about the wonder of a sunset does the same thing. By giving yourself to the moment and savoring what you have right now, you escape for a time from the ruminations and anxiety. Mindfulness also has the benefit of helping you to appreciate the wonder and beauty that is all around you and right in front of your eyes. Sunsets and sunrises happen every day. But how often do we really take the time to fully indulge in their beauty and their wonder? How often do we pull up a chair and settle in to just watch the sunset happen, giving it time to go through all of its myriad phases? When I lived on the California coast in Santa Cruz, I loved to visit the tide pools on the shore. When I first looked into the captured water, I noticed the beauty of the water and the intriguing shape of the rocks. And I was interested in a few sea anemones that I saw, but I was only seeing the, the surface, the gist of the tide pool. I wasn't really looking at it. I learned just to be patient and mindful and to allow the tide pool to reveal itself over time. Gradually, it becomes clear that each tide pool is teeming with life and activity. Tiny fish dart in and out of the rocks. The seemingly inert anemones are in fact engaged in a constant slow motion dance, waving their tentacles gently through the surrounding water to capture bits of nourishment. Tiny snails creep over the rocks. There's a whole universe in that one single tide pool. With mindfulness, you give yourself the time 
to give your undivided attention to certain aspects of your world that you normally take for granted. You give the object of your attention time to reveal itself in its full complexity and uniqueness. Roger called the engagement techniques he invented for assisted living facilities memorobics, M-E-M capital A-E-R-O-B-I-C-S, all one word. The activities were like aerobic exercises for your memory and for your mind. One of my favorites is taste aerobics, in which Roger teaches people how to slow down the process of eating so that they can savor each mouthful and really experience the tastes, smells, and textures of food that are usually just gobbled down without paying any attention. Roger didn't know it at the time, but he was teaching mindfulness exercises that reawakened people's appetites by increasing their intentional engagement with the process of eating. So mindfulness is one of the important factors that can infuse simple activities with a great deal of power. Another factor that infuses simple activities with power is awe. Awe is the spine-tingling, jaw-dropping feeling we experience when exposed to things that we perceive as vast and overwhelming. Awe arises when we experience things that are much larger than ourselves and radically expands our idea about the limits of possibility. Awe is both liberating and humbling. It shows us the vastness of existence and at the same time puts our little lives, our petty complaints, our trivial tribulations into perspective. We are integral parts of this vastness, but we play a very small role. We're like one small grain of sand in an endless desert. Historically, awe was associated with fear, dread, and foreboding. Our ancestors were awed by the terrible and mysterious power of the gods, by the awesome might of a raging river, the thundering power of a waterfall, or a stampeding herd of buffalo. Dr. Keltner is a well-known positive psychologist. In his book, Born to be Good, The Science of a Meaningful Life, Keltner devotes an entire chapter to the subject of awe. He quotes the Oxford English Dictionary definition of awe, which defines awe as, quote, dread mingled with veneration, reverential or respectful fear, the attitude of a mind subdued to profound reverence in the presence of supreme authority, moral greatness, or sublimity, or mysterious sacredness, end quote. Dread, fear, and submission characterized historical feelings of awe. Today, we associate awe with more pleasant and uplifting feelings. As Keltner notes, quote, the state has been transformed from one that centered upon fear and dread to one of reverence, devotion, and pleasure. Perhaps it's a sign of the gradual progress of civilization and a maturation of the human mind that we derive pleasure rather than dread from what is mysterious and overwhelming. Keltner, with his colleague John Haight, analyzed the varieties of awe and categorized the types of situations that seem to consistently elicit 
feelings of positive awe. One category is social elicitors, meaning uh, we can be awed by people. We experience awe when we are in the presence of a powerful leader or when we feel that we have had an encounter with God. We feel awed by people who possess extraordinary skills, such as a brilliant musician or a gifted athlete. And we feel awe when certain people demonstrate incredible virtue. Another category is physical and natural phenomenon, such as powerful storms, tornadoes, or floods. These tend to fill me with dread, but I see the point. It's exciting and awesome to stand in the middle of a powerful thunderstorm and and feel the pounding of the rain and the wind accompanied by the, the percussive crashes of thunder and the electric flashes of lightning. We are awed by natural vistas like the Grand Canyon and the vastness of the ocean, the power of a, of a surf, and expansive mountain ranges. We're awed by human-made structures like cathedrals and other incredible feats of engineering. We're, we're awed by inspiring music. The final category listed by Keltner and Haight is cognitive elicitors. We can be awed by great ideas, by inspirational myths, by grand scientific theories. We are also awed when we are struck by an epiphany, a sudden clarity of mind, when what was once mysterious becomes understood, becomes insight and understanding. We can, in other words, be awed by the working of our own minds. So the simplest of activities can have a huge impact if they engage A, our mindfulness, and B, tap into these powerful feelings of awe. Use these two conditions as provocations for creative thinking. To cover mindfulness, imagine activities that encourage rapt attention to one form of sensory input, for example. Like listening to and really concentrating on a single piece of music and extracting the, the nuances of tempo, timbre, and pitch. Consider studying a single painting to analyze the artist's use of shape, line, shadow, and texture. Combine this approach to mindfulness with sources of awe. What elicits feelings of awe in your residence? How might you recreate these feelings of awe given the constraints of social distancing and the need to stay shut up in our own rooms? There's a creative challenge for you. Evoke the feelings of the awe for nature while you're shut up in your own apartment. But, you know, often the process of imposing constraints like that on what you want to do is a terrific provocation and a prod to think outside of the box and to explore different approaches to the problem at hand. So use it as a, as a creative challenge. A final thought on the topic of simple activities. Author Ellen Dissanayake explores the evolutionary purpose of art. She asks why human beings engage in artistic activities when things like music, painting, theater seem on the surface to serve no adaptive purpose. In her book, What is Art For?, Dissanayake says that making art is the act of 
making things special. Think about that for a minute. What is mindfulness but the process of paying close attention to what is right in front of us and making it special? What we have taken for granted is transformed through mindfulness into something awesome, mysterious, and majestic. Why look at trees? A tree is a tree. I've seen one, you've seen them all. But no, an artist puts a frame around one specific tree, one unique tree, and forces us to pay attention to the unique details of this brilliant expression of arboreal excellence. (laughs) The artist invites us to be mindful about the world around us. She invites us to see the world through her artist's eyes, to hear sound organized in selected patterns and sequences. Artists help us make the world special. We invite you to bring out the creative artist in yourself to create and design virtual cognitive activities for your residents that make their worlds special. In fact, you don't have to make people's worlds special. They already are special. It's just that we get caught up in the daily routines and forget to pay attention to the wonder that surrounds us. Your job as a creative artist, then, is to design virtual cognitive activities that help residents remember how their past life has been special, how their current life, in spite of all the challenges, is still filled with wonder, awe, pleasure, and joy, and that they can anticipate a future that will continue to be awesome because they have learned how to use their minds creatively to prioritize positivity, and to cultivate happiness, meaning, and fulfillment.